What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Drive for Show DFS for Doe here on Roto Grinders. Happy to be talking golf with you once again on a Tuesday night. Uh, unless you are in uh, the, the southern part of the U.S., uh, it's probably cold where you are. So a uh, nice uh, evening if you're watching us live to bundle up and uh, take some golf content in and start building lineups for what should be an interesting week. Pretty strong field this week for the American Express, uh, so we will talk about that here for you this evening. I am Justin Van Zuden, STL Cardinals 84 in the Daily Fantasy Streets. I've got my usual co-host, Derek Notorious Farnsworth, alongside. And uh, uh, Noto, it was kind of a wild ride last week, and I know you had some good hits with some top 10 bets, but uh, the tournament probably could have ended a little bit differently to uh, to keep a lot of people happy, but uh, how you doing? Yeah, four foot putt. Do you make it? I think I, I think I at least touched the hole. I mean, it, it didn't even come close. But uh, yeah, doing good. Uh, it was a good week overall. I had a good week in DFS, six of six uh, through the cut. Thanks to Joel Damon, um, man of the people. He had like a four footer uh, on eighteen as well on Friday, and uh, I think he let in like eighteen more golfers, or I can't remember. And a lot of a lot of fairly popular ones too. That was a big swing. That was a big swing. Um, I saw on Twitter somebody hit like a 24-person made cut parlay uh, last week. That's pretty cool. Um, large large part thanks to that miss from uh, from Damon. But, yeah, overall pretty good week for me. How about you? Yeah, my rosters were not as great uh, with all the chalk kind of hitting and a pretty high 6-6 percentage. Uh, not the greatest week for me. So, uh, and I was in the money in the snake draft for a while, ended up finishing fifth out of six in that. And Noto took that down. So nowhere to go from, uh, from here, but downward for Noto taking down the, the snake draft last week. So yeah, it was not my finest week. Uh, a few too many miscuts for, for how, how many six to six lineups there were last week. And I had some Benny on, but that didn't, uh, my lines were dead anyway, but that maybe cost me another hundred bucks with Grayson Murray, who I believe is the only professional athlete to ever block me on Twitter. Uh, so I can't even congratulate him on my win on his win. Uh, so, uh, you know, good for him, I suppose. But, uh, uh, I mean, if you, the stories that, uh, he was, you know, in a dark place the last couple of years. And so it is a, a feel good story, I'm sure for, uh, for him. And, uh, he's always been a little bit polarizing, but, uh, I'm sure he'll feel pretty good after after winning last week. But definitely, I mean, his odds were like, depending on where you look, 250, 350, 400 to one last week. So uh, that was uh, was quite the surprise there, especially for the, you know, taking down a three-man playoff with a couple of veterans. Yeah, quite the surprise. And he was uh, rather lucky to be where he was. Uh, got a free drop on 18 in regulation. Um, and it was a really good drop too. And then in the playoff, he pulled his drive left, hit a palm tree. Somehow it got through, uh, and then he sinks a 40 foot putt. So, uh, yeah, I didn't congrat congratulate him either. Um, not that I'm blocked by him, but, uh, well, still not too happy, but, uh, yeah, I guess 2024, the year of sobriety, uh, we had Chris Kirk take down, uh, the first tournament and Grayson this week. So, be on the lookout um, for any golfers that have given up drinking and uh, start betting them. Yeah, that's uh, that's the ticket apparently uh, for uh, for this year. I I can't even remember um, what I said to get blocked by him. I can't even find it anymore. But uh, it was uh, it was probably six or seven years ago. 
anyway, uh, good for uh, good for Grayson getting the W. I'm not going to hold any grudges on the air. Uh, so uh, so he picks up the win. And again, the, the cut line ended up sticking at minus two. So those of you who needed all those guys to get through, if that helped you get your six of six uh, and a profitable week, it was pretty unexpected. I think the uh, odds were about five percent for it to hold at minus two when there was like a group of 10 or 12 guys there uh, and only a couple needed birdies to to move it up uh, and of course the last hole on each side was a par five so it was a surprise but uh, part of what makes the dfs golf sweat so much fun uh, is that uh friday afternoon cut sweat so uh it did uh, provide some excitement before we got to the weekend and then, uh, as we mentioned, Grayson Murray taking down Keegan Bradley and Benny on in the playoff uh, with a little bit of good fortune along the way. But uh, that is that's golf for you. So anything else to uh, to take away from uh, from the Sony last week? Uh, JT Poston continues to dominate um, on Sunday, shot a 65 at the Century on Sunday, 61 last week uh, at the Sony. So uh, he's a guy I like this week. We'll talk about him in a bit. Only the other thing I had um, written down is, did you see the Carl Yuan? I did. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. I mean, to this day, they still haven't found the ball. Still haven't found the ball. They said, what, with the visual certainty, it went in the grandstand, even though they showed the replay and it clearly went over the grandstand. Um, yeah, it's just such an unnatural part of golf, having these big things there, getting these free drops. Um, it's just different. Any other sport, you don't get that kind of stuff. That's so much different from casual play to professional play. So I didn't. I'm not necessarily his fault, but didn't love love the ruling there. And he only kept his full card because of the change in the in the, the standings with <laughs> yeah, John Ron going right? to live. So uh, just uh, a little bit of a good fortune all around, I guess. For uh, okay, we we have uh, the ex-alcoholic narrative, uh, Endicott given up drinking um according to the apologists in chat so all right go. so he's the next one to check off the list uh, other guys who kind of barely missed last week adam handwin was fairly popular he had a tough friday uh missed the cut by uh just one stroke uh, again not a whole lot of chalk uh that didn't make it matthew fitzpatrick was probably the biggest name of the guys who missed the cut he finished two strokes back um uh, Will Zalatoris continues to struggle with the putter. I think he lost like four strokes through his front nine on Thursday. So he's still trying to shake off the rust. He's back in the field this week. Uh, Daniel Berger's back as well. So we can talk about those guys. But uh, outside of that, most of the big names last week did make the cut. You mentioned the person hitting a 24 out of 24 made cut parlay. See, that's like a dream. If you would have just used those 24 golfers as your player pool in DFS, uh, you'd have had a hundred percent six to six lineups. And then uh, those are the weeks where you can, uh, you can really make things happen, but uh, it's tough to, to align all that on the same week. Another good finish for uh, Jaeger top 20 for him. Kirk as well. T 18 uh, backing up his victory. Denny McCarthy inside the top 25, Eric Cole, Taylor Pendrith, another couple guys right there around the top 10. Uh, so it was a pretty solid week. Uh, for most of the big names in last week's field. All right. Anything else, sir, you want to move on? Uh, the Panda made the cut. Uh, he was <laughs> leading at one he was, point. He was, yeah, he was ready to to pounce there on Thursday. He was almost first-round leader. But uh, 
Yeah, he ended up finishing 79th, but still, uh, made cut on the PGA Tour. We're we're trending. Yeah, that's a paycheck, and uh, so we'll see uh, how his season continues. And I think he got through like a seven for two playoff in the Monday qualifier to get his spot, uh, if I remember correctly. I was watching Thursday evening uh, when he was close to the lead, and they were uh, talking about that. So, all right, let's go ahead and move on. I joke all the time that this is Noto's favorite tournament, so we got to make sure. Uh, we give uh, plenty of time uh, to talk about it. But the American Express this week, the first of a few multi-course tournaments that we'll see over the course of the late winter months. Of course, limited daylight hours still this time of year. And we've got amateurs in the field this week. So they have to utilize three courses this week in order to uh, get everybody's rounds completed. Rounds are still like six hours in this tournament. Uh, and the first three days, you you rotate among the three courses, and there the cut does not happen until after the third round uh, tournament, where there tends to be plenty of good scoring. Uh, we've seen winning scores, I believe, I look back 16 years, at least 20 under par every time. So uh, you're going to see plenty of birdies this week with amateurs in the field. The first three days, uh, they don't make the pins too difficult. So uh, tends to be a score fest and uh, a little bit of a crapshoot if you want to sum it up in one word there. Uh, Noto, what do you think of uh, the uh, venues we have this week? Yeah, so they share a lot of similar characteristics. They're all part 72s. Uh, they all measure less than 7,200 yards. Um, they all feature Bermuda grass with OA overseed. And you'll hear a lot of people say the stadium course is much more difficult than the other two, but that's just not really the case. I mean, last year the PGA Tour had 49... Uh, courses in the rotation and these were 46 47th and 48th in terms of difficulty so these are going to be like five three of the five easiest courses on the pga tour each year so i'm not too worried about um the stadium course being that much more difficult uh maybe if you're playing showdown uh, i think that narrative that. comes in like if it's windy or something sometimes it tends to play a little bit more difficult or they might set it up a little bit more difficult on sunday when everybody's playing there and when the amateurs aren't playing anymore but yeah, for those first three rounds, it's a pretty negligible difference most of the time. Yeah, with everyone thinking stadiums more difficult, um, I kind of like the idea of playing some of those guys in showdown um, from an ownership angle. But, uh, yeah, it should be a lot of birdies made. Um, all these courses are short, so you're going to get a lot of uh, going for the green uh, in two on the par fives, a lot of wedges on the par fours. Um, and it's going to come down to a putting contest. It always does when you have a ton of birdies. So, Guys that can light it up on the green certainly make some sense this week. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't mind targeting putting, birdie or better percentage. Of course, the good ball strikers are always in play. Uh, you definitely don't need distance off the tee, though, even though these are par 72s. Uh, they're all pretty short uh, by today's standards. So don't feel like you need to uh, hone in on the big hitters uh, just because it's a par 72. Certainly not long by any stretch of the imagination in terms of the layouts. Even the stadium course, if I look at their par fives, uh, the two on the front nine are 535 and 559 from the tips, and then the back nine, 591 and, and 600. So, And again, that's if they're playing all the way back. So should be uh, plenty of opportunities for birdies and eagles this week. And if we start breaking down the golfers, as usual, around four golfers above 10K on DraftKings. And uh, again, it's a pretty solid field this week. So you're going to see some depth here that maybe we haven't seen for a while. 
Uh, certainly not a lot during the fall swing. Uh, we've got the uh, top four, though. Scheffler, Shoffley, Cantlay, and Sung J M this week. Uh, some guys that have some history playing here. Certainly four of the better golfers on tour these days. Uh, do you think you can fit in one of these top four? I guess um, your thoughts on these guys and whether you need to prioritize one. And does the fact that the cut doesn't come until after the third round play into your thought process at all? Problem with you know playing that angle is I don't know if you just decide to take riskier guys, you know, higher variance guys. Maybe um, you can do that, but same time you're still going to need six to six uh, if you want to win tournaments. Uh, if your guy misses the cut, and misses out on a round, he's probably your line is probably going to be dead in those large field um, tournaments. Uh, in terms of the 10Ks, I like it a lot better than I did last week. I kind of thought it was a good spot to fade um, the four in the 10Ks last week. It's hard to do this week. I mean, Scheffler playing great, won the hero, fifth at the century. Xander always plays well. He's from California, uh, third here last year. Can't lay. Kind of the same thing. Always plays well in California. No weakness in his game. He's the best in the field on easy courses. He's the best in the field. Um, short game in California over the last few years. And then you have Sungjae, who just, I mean, 12th, 10th, 12th, 11th, and 18th here for the last five years. So I don't have a strong take on any of them. I like them all. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do in my main lineup because I kind of like the balance build a little bit. But, uh, yeah, do you have – any stronger takes than I do? I, I think they're all great plays. Yeah, they're all fine for sure. Um, I have found myself leaning towards uh, maybe Sungjae the most. I mean, again, we kind of it, it got lost in the fact that there was just so much scoring at that tournament, but uh, and he didn't make enough eagles or have enough birdie streaks to be near the top of the the DraftKings scoring. But let's not forget he set a record for birdies in an event at the Century a few weeks back. And if you look the last five years at this tournament. Um, Sung JM has finished inside the top 20 every time he's gained over 40 strokes on the field. So, uh, super consistent comes at a little bit of a discount as well from the others. I mean, that 800 bucks down from Shoffley or 700 bucks down from Cantlay could make a difference between getting the, 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 the final guy that you want in your roster or not. So, um, given that there's not a whole lot separating them, I worry about Scheffler being able to make enough putts. And I also worry about the pace of the rounds screwing up Scheffler with how bad he's been putting. So if I had to be low on one, it's probably Scheffler, though that's obviously concerning. Um, I think Cantley is very safe, but he's also going to be pretty popular. So I'll probably end up with the most exposure to Xander and Sungjae if I had to peg that right now. Yeah, don't mind that one bit. Also don't mind just starting with uh, the best friends and Cantlay and Xander, um, and then kind of building from there. But, yeah, are you uh, starting lineups with, with one person up here for sure? Probably, but I think most of that's because I don't love the 9K range. Um, you know, I think Tom Kim is fine. Um, JT, I think, is overpriced for the year that he had. I almost never play Jason Day at 9,600. Um, not big on burns on a course where you don't need to drive the ball, you know, Finau, you don't know what you're going to get from him these days. So I, I like the lower part of the nine K's I think is great. Uh, but the upper part of the nine K's I don't love. And yeah, I'll probably start with one of Shoffley, Cantlay and him and in, in most of my lineups. All right. Should we move on to the nines? Yeah. So I just kind of mentioned from 93 to 99, I don't really love anybody. Uh, is there a, is there a must-have in here for you? 
not a must have. I did bet Justin Thomas outright. I think it's going to be a big year for him. Uh, you know, he was obviously it's not going to be worse. It's worse. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. Obviously way motivated towards the end of last year. Uh, he's eating gluten again. He's back on the pizza train. Um, so obviously that diet that he did didn't work. Um, you know, start heading into last season. But you look at the recent form, 12th, 5th, 4th, 3rd over his last fourth four starts. Uh, he's played here two times. I think the last one was in 2016, finished uh, tied 7th. So he's probably my favorite option. Doesn't look like he's going to get a lot of ownership. Also like Jason Day a little bit in tournaments. Another guy, 5% ownership right now. Coming off of some good finishes in the fall. Um, always plays well in California. Has a really good track record on a lot of the courses um, out here. So I like those two. Probably not going to prioritize Tom Kim or Minwoo. But, uh, yeah, I think I have a little more interest than you do up there. Yeah, I mean, where I'm going to get my exposure is at the bottom of this range. You hinted at posting a little bit ago. He just continues to thrive. Um, T5 and sixth place, his first two starts of this year. If you go back to the fall swing, he had a few top tens in there as well. Still not priced at a premium. Um, if you look at uh, his history here, he's got uh, four made cuts and five starts. T6 here last year, uh, and just the uh, you know the the long term uh, the longer term statistical trends uh, with Poston are really good as well. Uh, you look at uh, especially the short game. He's first in strokes gain short game and first in putting over the last 36 rounds in this field. And you're going to need to make putts uh, to contend in this tournament. So Poston, I like a good bit. I can certainly see people thinking that uh, Kirk is a nice fit here as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think Poston's my guy down here. And even though he's going to be popular, probably a guy that I'll just look to to lock in a lot of lineups this week. Yeah, I echo those sentiments. And I actually built my you know shell lineup before we came on the show uh, with Poston as my most expensive golfer. And really like the look of it. Uh, maybe you're giving up a little bit of win equity, but uh, we've seen a lot of long shot uh, winners at this event over the years. So um, typically the more birdies there are, the easier the courses are, the more variance there is. And plus you have the three courses and the pro-am. So I think if you want to start with somebody in the nines, um, I, I don't hate that idea. Yeah, and uh, you can you know you can certainly take some chances this week simply because of the unpredictable nature, for the reasons that Noto just mentioned. Um, I mean, you know, Rom the, the Rom has won here twice, so obviously the, he's a talented guy. But in between there, in between the Rom wins, your winners at this event were Adam Long, uh, Andrew Landry. Siwoo Kim and Hudson Swafford and Swafford's one year twice. So, um, you know, Bill Haas is a past winner here. Uh, it, it's uh, Duffner as well uh, in, in 2016. So uh, you, you certainly don't have to be long off the tee if Haas and, and Duffner are winning here. And uh, it, it's just a tendency to be a, a bit unpredictable. So um, just take that for what it's worth as you're figuring to like, I like some chalky guys this week. Uh, but I wouldn't like put them all together in a GPP lineup. I'd price that max ownership to a certain level uh, for sure this week. So anything else above 9K for you? No, I was going to say after we had such a high 6 of 6 last week, uh, get ready for some carnage. It's yeah, it's going to be like either. 1% this week. All these guys are going to stink. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move into the 8Ks. If you talk about liking the look of that balanced build, I'm sure – You've got a couple of these mid to high 8K guys. We've got Wyndham Clark, the always consistent Eric Cole in here, Shane Lowry, who I think is intriguing for tournaments this week. Um, 
Siwoo Kim uh, at 8,600. And then uh, Cam Davis at 8,400 coming off a decent bounce back week, faded a bit over the weekend, but he was your first round leader uh, at the Sony open last week, ended up finishing T30. So who do you like in here? Yeah. How do we not just go back there at Cole? I know he's going to be popular. If you look at his numbers, first in this field and birdie or better rate over the last four months, over the last eight months, uh, second over the last 12 months. Uh, again, I talked about this last week. He's finally seeing these courses for a second time which I do like. He finished T36 here last year. Really good putter, really good around the greens. So he's my favorite play. He's just been so consistent. He makes so many birdies. Um, I actually have him projected as the fourth best play of the week. Um, that doesn't include salary. So definitely be overweight on him. I like the Cam Davis call. Uh, he's been a little inconsistent in his first two starts. You mentioned the hot start um, last week at Sony, but kind of fell apart there. He's been pretty good here throughout his career, so I'll go back to him at lower ownership. Everyone's going to play Hadwin. I don't know what to do with Hadwin chalk. It doesn't feel good, but he always plays well in California, especially at this event. My favorite play outside of Cole is going to be Taylor Montgomery. I think he's probably going to get some steam, uh, but he's one of the best putters in the field. And if you look at his recent stats, he's finally striking the ball well. Um, he was really good towards this stretch last year and then just was terrible the rest of the year. But, uh, yeah, I really like Montgomery at 8,100, especially if he's going to be a little lower on than Hadwin. Yeah, I'm curious to see where that will fall as well. I mean, Hadwin missed the cut last week. Montgomery had another uh, second straight top 15 finish for him, dating back to the fall swing. So um, not the ownership expert here by any means, yeah. but uh, interesting <laughs> interesting to see, uh, you know, if Hadwin would have, come in like top 10 last week. Certainly he'd be mega chalk. Uh, but uh, I think this range is a little bit wide open because I think Putnam's going to gain some ownership as well, uh, just because he's a guy that tends to love playing here. You know, this is the type of course where he can play well. He's coming off a T10 last week, um, and he's only 8K. So uh, you look at the last uh, few trips for Putnam here. He's made the cut five straight years, three top 25s in there. So, you know, throw Putnam in that mix as well with, Cam Davis and with Hadwin um, and with Montgomery, I think, you know, maybe their ownership, either people are playing, a, you know, a couple guys from this range with that balance build, like you're talking about, uh, or these guys kind of cannibalize each other a little bit in terms of ownership. So I like Putnam in here as well. Yeah. He's my new Brian Harmon. Now uh, the model loves him every week. He's playing well. So uh, hopefully he can win a major for us uh, just like Harmon did. Uh, but what about Berger? He's back. I'm not playing him, but it'll be good to see him back. I don't think he's played for, what has it been, two years or 18 months or something? It's been a long time, and we've seen what Zal Torres has done coming back. Um, not that Berger has ever had the putting issues that Zal Torres had, but, yeah, I I mean, it hasn't burned me yet not playing Willie Z, so I, I just got to take a wait-and-see approach on these guys. I know it's cheap. I know it seems cheap, especially, you know, Zal Torres at 7,900. Uh, some people are just going to keep, you know, getting burned by this train all the way down to 7K. I, there will be a spot to to hop in, and you can argue that he played better on Friday, but I mean, some of his rounds and say like that first round, the putts was were just so bad. Uh, I, I just you got to show me at least a you know a, a T40 or something before I'm really ready to 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 do it to, to pull that trigger again. 
Yeah, uh, I was just pulling up his Masters odds because they got to be just cratering right now. If you think he's going to make a comeback, I mean, that's... Are we talking Berger or Zalatoris? Zalatoris. How many strokes putting is he going to lose on Augusta Greens? He gains, Are those going to equalize things year. out? For whatever reason, he gains strokes. Uh, I just want to... Fandle has him at 44. That's not very good. No, that's, that's not good. I was thinking this might be a good time. Um DraftKings 35. Oh geez. Okay. Never 35 mind. to one. Never mind. Where can I just bet no? Yeah. Give me take my $35 to win one. Yeah, so I'm not uh I'm trying to well I'm trying to see where he is this weekend now. Is that right? He's not one. Is he a hundred to one this week? Who Berger? No, Zal Torres. Is he in the field? Oh, I didn't even notice he was in. The yeah, field. he's a seventy-nine. Oh, yeah, he's hundred to one. That's crazy. So he's he's forty thirty-five to one to win the Masters on DraftKings, <laughs> and he's a hundred and ten to one to win this pitch and putt pro am. He doesn't like these birdie fests. They know. They know. They know. <laughs> Don't bet him to win the Masters. If you're going to bet him to win the Masters, might as well throw five bucks on him to win this week. Uh, so, yeah, I was just kind of lumping Berger and Zalatoris together because I'm not playing either of them. Uh, as weird as it seems to see Jaeger at the same price as those guys, Jaeger's the better play at this point. Um, I like Alex Noren at 7,800, uh, who nobody ever wants to play, so I'll play him. Um, what do you think about the, the high 7Ks here? Yeah, pretty strong range. Uh, Jaeger rates out really well for me. He hasn't been great here, but he's been pretty consistent. Not sure how much upside he has. Um, he's only finished in the top 6% of tournaments one once or twice uh, in his last 13 months. But he's very consistent. He's going to make a lot of cuts. Uh, I like Bo Hostler. He was playing really well towards the end of last season. Um, and then moving down a little bit. That's actually all I like until we get to the lower seven. So hopefully you have a couple more for me. Yeah, this is kind of a dead range as well. Um, I, I'm always kind of a fan of Davis Thompson, so I can see playing him. He made like five birdies and seven holes on Friday to make the cut last week. Uh, ended up shooting a couple under par rounds on the weekend as well. Still only got him a T57 because he got off to such a bad start. Uh, but I think you can play him at 7,600. Um, speaking of guys, we didn't mention this, but Kucher with a quite the implosion last week, unusual for him on a course where he tends to play well. Um, but, uh, he's, uh, he's not a guy that I would consider here. I just saw his name there at 7,500. I think Tom Hoagie's okay for GPPs. Van Royen, I think is okay for GPPs, but, um, yeah, Davis, Tom Davis Thompson, maybe Aaron Rye are, are probably the, the safer plays in this range. It's not great though. Um, until, what about, you know, you go what about Pendrith? He's been playing pretty well. Yeah, he has. Uh, concerns me that he tends to rely on his driver a little bit, and he's missed the cut the last two years here. But uh, if his ownership is low, I think he's interesting for tournaments as well. Yeah, I've just seen. Yeah, missed the cut on the number both the last two years, but uh, top 15 and four of his last five. So maybe, maybe a dart throw. All right. Uh, what do you like as we get towards the bottom part of this range here? 
All right, so at 7,400, I really like Ben Griffin. Um, talked him up a lot last week. Finished T30. I think he made a pretty strong move on Friday to make the cut as well. Uh, and similar to Eric Cole, you know, it's his second year on back on the tour, so he's seen all these courses for the second time. Finished T32 here last year. I like uh, Nicholas Lindheim. Uh, he was kind of my fall swing season specialist, and he just has played well. He's been um pretty great on the corn Ferry tour and on the pga tour nobody's really realized who he is yet uh, we have him at four percent ownership and he hasn't missed a cut in over a year so um even if you're doing that on the corn Ferry tour that's pretty impressive but he's he's been you know grinding out top 30s too on the on the pga tour don't mind going down to uh ben coles we talked about him a little bit last week um he's another one of those guys that played great on the corn Ferry tour now he's getting some starts on the pga tour is kind of the best time to target those guys before we get into the super difficult courses where they just uh, don't really have a chance. And I'll always play some Cbez. Uh, he's been pretty decent worldwide form, third, 17th, 17th in his last uh, three starts. Yeah, I put Coles in my article this week as well. You go back to his last few starts on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, T9, T4, T5 then a 42nd, then T6, T5. So five top tens and six starts. Uh, probably a little bit nervous his first full tournament with a PJ Tour card. He did make the cut last week, so uh, pretty nondescript finish after that. But a made cut's a made cut. It's a paycheck. Uh, calms the nerves a little bit, and uh, and I think he'll play better, uh, particularly on the, uh, the easy courses this week. So love him at the lower part of the 7K range. Uh, of course, last week's winner, Grayson Murray, right there at 7K. If you want to go back to that well, um, he can be as volatile as they come. So I don't think I will uh, do that, and especially since we've got his ownership up to about 8% now. Maybe it gets closer to 10, uh, but I am out on Grayson Murray this week. And then once we get into the sixes, it's pretty weak. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of ownership on any of these guys. We've got, uh, looks like Tyler Duncan and... Harry Hall and Noto's boy Toasty at about 4% Tosty. Um, uh, just uh, not a whole lot of them. Car oh, Yuan back in the field at 9%, I guess, is the one guy with some ownership in this range. But uh, tough to you know, find a guy that you feel super good about in here. Yeah, I don't like the 6Ks at all. I don't know why. I like the balance builds for single entry stuff. Um, in terms of the model, doesn't mind Carson Young at 6,300. Doesn't mind Trace Crow, who I don't know a lot about. He's got a couple top seven finishes recently on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, a couple other guys that didn't mention the sevens. I like Sam Ryder. He's got a pretty good track record here. Um, was playing well in the fall. And then Chesson Hadley was also um, finally showing some consistency. He's not a guy that um, we typically know that you know makes a lot of cuts. He's a boomer bust type. But, yeah, he uh, – He's making birdies and snapping those fingers. Um, and that's it for me. All right. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't mind taking a sprinkle of a guy or two down here. We mentioned you can embrace some variance this week. Um, I'll probably do that with the lower end of the 7K range. I think Robert McIntyre at 6,800 is okay. Uh, seems like a guy who could uh, play well in this type of event. Uh, he did make the cut last week uh, at the Sony Open. T52, so nothing special there. But uh, at 6,800, you know, he's a good enough golfer. Maybe not necessarily his elite course fit, but he's cheap. Uh, so I don't mind uh, maybe sprinkling him into some GPP lineups 
if you are building lineups or you start building lineups early, Seamus Power has withdrawn. He's the only guy that has withdrawn from the field since salaries were released. So just make sure you don't have him in any of your lineups. All right. Uh, anything else before we uh, try to do another snake draft here this week? Hope oh, trying to keep my crown. So uh, bring it on. All right. Uh, if you're not, uh, not interested in participating in the snake draft, feel free to hop off. Uh, we thank you as usual for watching. Appreciate it. As always hit the thumbs up button, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You want notifications whenever we go live. We do this show each and every week uh, on the Tuesday evening. So uh, you can uh, catch us back here next week. Same time, same place. Uh, might move the schedule around a little bit once football ends, but uh, we'll be sure to uh, to let you know to any changes in the schedule. Uh, but if you are interested in doing a snake draft, we'll run it back. 